We're back to the Total Celebrity Show on the Total Radio Network. Again, TotalTutor.net for more information. Twitter, Total Tutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, Total Tutor, and Pinterest, Neil Haley. And I'm so excited about my guest. And it's an amazing, uh, an amazing guy. And uh, he's got a new album. So I want to welcome the program from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Crazy Bone, crazy. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm good, doing good. Glad to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you as well, and uh, and I'm sure, especially to your fans, uh, to get the opportunity to tell what's going on with you current uh, before, and we'll talk about the group and all that. So let's go first of all, uh, crazy, and how you guys got, uh, I guess, started in in music. Did you always want to be a musician? Yeah, man. It's it, um, I always knew. That I wanted to be in music when I um I was at home. I think it was like back in 1984, and I was uh watching the uh the the Motown special. And when I saw um it was the one where Michael Jackson had he first he he performed with his brothers, and then after that he came out and he done this new song and he performed Billy Jean. You know, and um man, after I saw that performance, it was just like. You know, after that, I was just like, <laughs> I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. It's it just like something went through my body, just like some electricity. And I was just like, when I saw the crowd react to him, and I saw because he was one of my favorite artists before. So I was like, when I saw that, I was like, man, this, this is exactly what I want to do. Because at first, I just I, I used to sing, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I used to imitate, you know, all the groups like, you know, the Jacksons, the Barge, and, you know, like all the groups back then, you know what I'm saying, all, all the all the family groups, me and me and my um me and my me and my three sisters used to imitate them and like do the dance steps and all that. So I always knew I wanted to be to do music. That was that was always my first love. Interesting. Once you see that the stage is your dream, you went after it. And it's interesting that I'm sure that some of our listeners, especially your fans, didn't know that you wanted to be a singer. That's interesting for sure. That you started just playing around singing and stuff. So uh, when yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no. I was going to say yeah. I, I I started off singing. You know, my my father was a uh, heavy into music. My father could actually sing and stuff, but you know, he never. Really, he never really pursued it. You know, he just used to every time he used to clean the house. You know, he he grabbed the broom and like just 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 start singing. And he actually used to record himself like while he was while he was singing. And uh, you can hear the broom in the background like sweeping the floor while he was singing. You know what I'm saying? And I used to listen to his tapes. So when you, you know, and that's that's where it all came from. Absolutely. And when when you decided, uh, I guess specifically, this is your dream. What what about the people around you? Did they? Did they seem? Did they think you're crazy saying, "Yeah, I want to be. I want to be an entertainer," and uh, or did they look and say, "Hey, I know you have the talent." Who was like for you and said, "Hey, this is something you should go after," and who kind of looked at you like, "No, you don't even try it." Well, well, at first it was like, you know, when you're young, at first you know, your to your parents, it was a, you know, it's cute, you know, what I'm saying like when you when you like. You know, all, all the, especially when you have gatherings and your relatives come over, you know, and, and, and me and my sisters used to ask that, you know, we used to gather everybody together, like, do y'all want to see our dance step? And they'd be like, yeah, you know, and we get everybody in the living room, you know, and we start, like, doing the dance steps, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but but at, at, at that time, it was just cute. It was family entertainment, you know, but when I started, I, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. So when, um, when, when, when I got, like, really, really into it in my, and my and my uh, mother and father thought I was a little, uh, you know, like uh, infatuated with it. You know, they was like they they, they didn't they didn't really want me to go that route. You know what I'm saying? But my love for it was just like too strong. You know, and they and they they understood they could they could control it for only a certain amount of time until I was you know would be old enough to like pursue it myself. And like I mean, it, it, it was I was that deep with you know. What about? Your friends around you and stuff like that. Did they think you had talent to start, to begin with? Oh yeah, oh oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, my brother was the first one to tell me. He was like, "Man, if if, if, if you get serious, you could probably make. You could probably start your own group, and you probably can make it." You know, like because everybody used to be like, "I used to do uh, I did a talent show in my choir class and, uh, when I was in uh, I think it was like the fifth grade, and me and a couple of other dudes, we uh, we did new edition. You know, and uh, we 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 um, imitated new edition, and like everybody knew like that that 
that this is what I, you know, wanted to do. Because every time something, something about music came up, everybody would look at me, but like, he can do it, you know. So, so it, it was, it was well, it was very well known that that's what I, that, that that was my love, and that's what I wanted to do. And everybody knew that I had the talent to do it too. But growing up in the, I don't know what area you grew up in, especially with the, the religious background that your family had, there was a lot of challenges because, I mean, especially growing up in a family background like that, that to go out and go after this dream of being a, a, a star and, uh, you know, surrounding yourself in the right people. So where did you grow up, Crazy? What area in the country? Well, I grew up in, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, so you're a Browns fan then, crazy? Because oh, we're, yeah. oh, yeah. we're, we're talking Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, and that's our flagship station. Oh, oh yes, yeah, so the Steelers-Browns. Oh, yeah, we're enemies, man. We are enemies, two enemies. <laughs> so are you pumped that's up about the, about, about the new quarterback finally? You guys have somebody? <laughs> are you pumped about that? Man, man, you – yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm excited about not only the quarterback position, but you know we we, we made a lot of um, improvements to the defense. You know, as far as you know, we just signed uh, Miles Austin from Dallas Cowboys. You know, and it's it, 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 it's it's real. It's, it's it's looking real good for us this year. Hopefully, we can come out and compete, especially in our in our division at least. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, we got we got to come out and do some compete this year because Cleveland fans are tired of seeing the Browns lose. We try to lose and period all the way around with all our teams. So hopefully they can come out and spark something in Cleveland and get us on the map again. So what we'll have to do is I'll have to tweet you out when the Steelers play the Browns and say, okay, let's see who's hey, going to win. Hey, you know? bro, 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 I, 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 I'm, I'm actually already getting tickets to that to the to the first game Steelers and Browns play in Cleveland. I'll be there. We'll have to see. We'll definitely see what happens. So basically, growing up in Cleveland, and I, I don't know how many musicians have made it in Cleveland. So basically, yeah. so tell me that now the story. Now you say I have my dream. I'm set up. I'm ready to go. Crazy. You say, okay, I know where I'm going to go. So you go. And what, what was your first step in that process? You know, you say you, you know you have talent. Who did you like hook up with to kind of get it going? Well, first of all, like you know, after after the singing, as you know, a few years after that is when um, I started to I was introduced to rap through my brother, you know, and he had uh, you know he had the um, he brought in the uh, Public Enemy album and the uh, LL Cool J and Run DMC. Like he started, like, I would I would like listen, I would hear the hip hop like from him playing it like with his friends. So like I would like take his cassette tapes and make copies make copies and like so I would have them and I started like listening to rap music and I was like yo this 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 is crazy like and you know I was I used to watch the uh, the rap videos and you know like see see how how crazy people was going over this new over this new genre of music hip hop and I was like man I'm like man I'm into this like so while I would listen to like LL Cool J and Run DMC I would want to know their songs so bad that I would like sit down and like sit in front of the radio and I would like write the lyrics down to their song. You know, and I would write the lyrics down just just so I could recite them and look cool like when the when the music was playing. So then as I was writing them, it it, it just dawned on me. I was like, man, I'm like this is this looks easy to do. Like all 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 you had to do is write write a sentence and make sure the last the last word rhymes. So 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 I started I started like trying to write my own raps. And from there it's just like it just elevated and elevated. And, like people started saying, like when they heard my rap, like when I said when I said my first rap to like some of the dudes who lived on my street, they was like, "Man, you ain't write that." I was like, "Yes, I did." They was like, "Man, that sounds that sounds good. You did not write that." I was like, "Yes, I did write it." And you know, like but from then, I just I just kept going. I just kept going, and I was known like in my neighborhood as as somebody that could rap. So every time he came up, it was like they was like, "Ain't could rap." He can rap, you know what I'm saying? And, and and then like um when I got to junior high school, seventh grade is when I met uh Lazy Bone and uh I met Lazy Bone and Lazy Bone, Flesh and Bone and Wish and Wishbone. That's when I met them, actually in the seventh grade. And um we used to have a uh I met them like because uh when they when they when they first transferred to the school that I was going to, I had a uh, I had a home economics class with Lazy and then I had a uh, English class with Flesh, 
And I didn't even, I didn't know they were brothers because they looked nothing alike to me. You know, like Flesh right. was like always tall, tall and dark skinned, and, Lay and Lazy was short and light skinned. So it was like, um, you, uh, and, uh, but but they used, they both of them used to do the human beatbox. You know, they they used to do the beatbox with their mouth. So when we used to get little rap sessions going in the back of the classroom and home that, like Lazy would do the beat. And then in English class, when we, because I, I used to rap with another uh, dude named K. Chill, and he had, like, we had all our classes was together. And, like, so but we used to rap together. So, like, in English, uh, Flesh used to do the beatbox. So I got the bright idea one day. So, like, I was like, you know, <clears throat> I told Flesh, I was like, man, I got a class with a dude in home economics. I want you to battle him in beatbox. <laughs> I want you to battle him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so I, I, I set the whole battle up for the next lunch period. Wouldn't get Flesh, wouldn't get laid. And then I brought him together. He was like, man, this is my brother. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, we brothers. I was like, man, that is crazy. I was like, I did not know that. So, like, ever since then, we started rocking together. Like, just, like, start rapping. And, like, in between class, we would, like, tell each other where to meet, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we would draw crowds. Like, they would be doing the beats. And then the other dude would be rapping. And, like, we have a big crowd around us, like, like, like all the time. And then we became known as a group. And then we um we should call ourselves the Band Aid Boys, <laughs> the Band Aid Boys. And um, uh, uh man, we 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 got in all the talent shows. <clears throat> it's uh, uh the school talent shows. We became famous <laughs> in junior high, all the way through high school. We was known like for those dudes that rap. We was we was known as the Band Aid Boys. And then um, one summer, you know, one summer um, I think it was like the last year of high school. One summer we we, we had a uh, we had, uh, decided to change our name because, uh, Lazy, Lazy Bone had got arrested for something and he, he went away for like, he went away to Juvie and, um, he had to move to Texas for some reason. So when he came back, he was like, man, I, um, I had a, I had a crew with some dudes in Texas and we was called Bone Enterprise. He was like, but I made the name up. So that's what we should call ourselves now. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's cool. He was like, but he was like, but we all had bone names, and he was like, it was him and another dude, and um, his lazy bone name was actually busy bone at first. He was a, he was a, he was busy bone. So when um, so when he came, he was like, we should we should come up with we should all come up with bone names. And at first, it was just at the time when he came back, you know, flesh was heavy into school. Wishbone wasn't really like Wishbone wasn't really rapping with us yet, so it was just me and Lazy. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be Crazy Bone, and Lazy Bone was like, I'm well, okay, I'm gonna be Lazy Bone. So at first it was only Crazy and Lazy, you know what I'm saying? And um, then when everybody started saying that 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 we were serious with it, you know, Wish 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 came around. He was like, man, I want I want to be a part of it too. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to be a part of it too. So he called himself Wishbone, and so uh. We met, uh, we met busy in like, we met busy in like, uh, 10th, 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 11th grade. And, um, Lazy actually brought him over my house like one day. And the first time I met this dude, busy, like he was just like, he, he, the first time I met him, he, he ended up staying over my house for like two weeks, two weeks straight. I'm like, I'm like, man, don't, don't you got a family or something? They ain't worried about you. What's going on? You know, he was, he was just over my house just like. Two weeks straight, like he was just like a little kid, like a little lost kid, like didn't know how to catch the bus. This, this, and he was, he was just acting like he was like fourteen at the time. He would ask like question after question, like just like follow you around and just ask question after question. And like so, he would he, he could also sing. So 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 he used to sing, but then like when he got around us, he 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 started writing raps. And the first time he kicked the rap to me, I was like, yo, that's crazy, and your voice go crazy with it. So. He started. He he called he he called himself. Um, he heard Lazy's old name. He was like, "I want to be Busy Bone." So we was like, "Cool, cool, be Busy Bone." And uh, like uh, man, that's that's basically how we came together and started oh, rapping wow. together. Like, and we was Bone, and we was Bone Enterprise. Like, you know, we was Bone Enterprise at first. That that's a wild story for sure, crazy. And and you saw specifically, you guys had that uh, ability that you knew you could be something, and you all were together. So then, basically, yeah. from there, who discovered you? Because we all know that's how it works. You basically you get yeah. going, you try, and then somebody sees you, and then you take off. So who discovered you? 
Well, 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 man, you know, we we had done all we could in Cleveland. We we had even put out a uh, local album with a local record store owner named Kermit Henderson. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he paid for everything. It was called Faces of Death. And, um, you know, right right before the right before the album came out, right before it came out, you know, um, I had I had caught a case and I had to go. I had to I went to I went to um, prison for two years. And um, after that, while I was in prison, you know, I was writing. Me and me was writing. I'm like, well, like when we get out of here, man, we we, we got we could, if we gonna do something with our talent, we gotta do it like as soon as I'm out of here, because I'm not coming back here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I've been here, experienced it. This is not the place I want to be or ever want to come back to. You know what I'm saying? So they was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do something. So when I got out, when I got out of prison, our um, local album was released. And we went from being just known in our high schools to known all over Cleveland. Right. We were, like, famous. Like, we, we would go do, like, local talent shows. And, like, the last local talent show we did, we were shocked because... <clears throat> When they introduced us, when they said Bone Enterprise, like the crowd went crazy. And I was like, man, like, I'm like, they screaming for us? I'm like, man, we that known in, in, the, in Cleveland now? They was like, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and, and we killed the talent, actually won the talent show. And, um, and, and uh, after that, like, we was, we was so high on that, but, but everything slowed down, like, like dramatically after that. And, um, Flesh was actually, Flesh actually went to California. Cause he was going to school out here and he was like, cause he was into the basketball thing. So he was actually going to school in California. And um, we got a call from him one day and he was like, man, I know y'all been trying to make it, but he was like, <laughs> I think this is the place y'all need to be. Exactly. And he was like, why you say that? And, he was, and I, we was like, why you say that? He was like, man, cause I done been to a whole lot of parties already. And every party I done been to has been a celebrity at this party. He's like, it's easy access to anybody so like somebody somebody can hear y'all out here and you never know where to take you. So we was like, How are we gonna get out there? So before he left he was a manager at KFC. So um he came, he was like, I'll come back home and I'll go back to work you know, and we and I just uh, I'll work and y'all just hustle until until we get the money for some bus tickets to come back out here. So he came he um came back home, went to work we hustled to get the money. We we finally got the money for the tickets, and we and we bought the tickets like one way tickets, like not having a plan. Only only the, the only plan we had was Fresh said he knew some people that lived out there that might let us stay with them. <laughs> so yeah. even before we got the even before we got the confirmation, we had got the tickets. We had packed up our little one bag. You know what I'm saying? And we was we was on the bus on the way to on, on the way to California, not knowing what we were going to do. But on the way, but when we got there, you know, uh, Fresh is, uh, the dude, he, the, the dude he was going to school with, they was also from Cleveland. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they knew some people out there, uh, a, a couple by the name of Don and Dina. And, um, they picked us up from the bus station. And, um, man, we had to stay with them. They let us stay with them in their one bedroom apartment. It was them and their daughter. They, they let us stay with them for like over two, two, three months. And while we was out here in California, we was um, man, we was looking for any way to be heard. We 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 even actually even walked the Tone Lopes house. Oh my we gosh! Walked the Tone Lopes house. Yeah, walked the Tone Lopes house. And we 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 went up to his uh, knocked on his door, and his manager came to the door. So we started rapping for his manager, and when we started rapping, Tone Lopes came to the door. And he just stood there like he can't he came to the door. He was smoking his little cigar. And he listened for a second, and he turned around and walked back in the house, and his manager was like, yeah, you know, I, I like y'all, you know, I, I like the sound. You take my number down, and then we can do something, do something. So we kept calling them, but every time we called him, it was like, you know, he was giving us the runaround. Like, you, you, I want to take y'all to Japan, I want y'all to do this and do this, but it never happened. So one of the guys that used to work for the dude that we put the local album out in Cleveland, he used to work for him. He called us one day and he was like, Do y'all want the number to, uh, I got the number to Rupert's Records. Y'all want the number to that? And he's like, Hell yeah, you want the number to Rupert's Records. So as soon as he, as soon as he gave us the number, we started putting calls in like every day, every day. And the secretary at the time, she was like, You know, we, we, we would call her and bug her. And like one day she was just like, You know what? I'm going to make sure he, I'm going I'm to make sure he calls y'all back today. As soon as he walks in the office, 
I'm going to make sure that's the first thing he did because I'm tired of y'all calling every day. And he ain't called y'all back. I guess I'm going to make sure he called y'all back. So he was like, cool. So we, you know, hung up and then, then the phone rang and, um, Dizzy answered the phone and, um, Dizzy was like, who is this? He was like, this is, this is Eric. And, uh, Dizzy was like, who? He was like, it's easy, easy eats. And then, like, Dizzy just, like, automatically panicked. He was like, oh, oh my God, hold on one second. And Dizzy, Dizzy tossed the phone to me and he was like, grab phone, that's easy eats. And I picked wow. up the phone and I just got to, I picked up the phone and, and I just got to rapping. And, and, and when I sent it, Easy was like, damn, he was like, what's your name again? We was like, Bone. At this time, we had jumped the Enterprise. We was just called Bone. We was like, we, uh, we Bone. And he was like, where y'all from? We was like, we from Cleveland. And then he was like, hold on for a second. Then he put me on hold. And then he came back. I, 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 could, I, I could hear him talking in the background like he went into a room with a, with, a, with a lot of people. And he put me on speakerphone. And he was like, hey. Say that rap that you just said again. And I said the rap again, and I heard everybody in the back like, damn. They was like, who the hell is that? And then so, um, and then so Easy, Easy was like, I actually got a show in Cleveland in like, in like a week. You know what I'm saying? Um, we was like, damn. So he was like, um, I'm going to call y'all back. I'm going to call y'all back in like two hours. Then she got to answer the phone. And we was like, cool, man. We hung the phone up, and we went downstairs and told everybody else who we talked to. They did not believe it. They was like, man, y'all lying. We was like, man, no, we didn't really talk to Easy E. He gonna call us back in two hours. And for some reason, the lady we were staying with, I don't know, I don't know if she was like, I don't know what was going on, but like, for some reason, she took the phone upstairs in her room, locked the door, and left. I was, man, we was like, hey, what the hell is going on? We was like, this is crazy. Like, why, why the hell would she do that? Like, she locked the phone in the room and left. And all day we out there like we 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 hearing the phone ringing all day like oh my god this is like we done missed our opportunity we started to kick the door in but we was like you know we ain't gonna do that because we don't have nowhere to stay if we do that <laughs> you know what I'm saying so so we was like so we remember we was like yo he said he had a show in Cleveland so we called the dude in Cleveland that that, that actually gave us the number to Ruthless Records and we was like bro he just said he got a show in Cleveland. If if we make it back to Cleveland, can we open up that show? <laughs> he was like, if y'all can make it back to Cleveland, I guarantee you I can get y'all on the show. So we was like, cool, perfect. So we hung with the phone, man, and trying to figure to calling our family members back home and hustling up money to get money to get back to Cleveland on the Greyhound. And this trip was, the trip back was crazy because we, we made just enough money so we made just enough money to get the tickets, meaning we didn't have no money for food or nothing. So it was a rough trip on the way up, on on the way back. Cause that was a three day trip. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So on the on the Greyhound, that's a three day trip. You know what I'm saying? But like, but man, by the grace of God, though, it was like, <clears throat> and, and it was so crazy because we got first we got enough money for two people to go back, and then. Then we got enough money, like for the other two to go back. There's only four of us out there. Which, which was not the worst at the time. So, um, so, so we took separate trips. Like, uh, Lazy and Busy was on the trip, and me and Flesh was on the separate trip on our way back. So, like, it was like on me and Flesh's trip, man. It was like by the grace of God, because like every time we would stop, you know, like food breaks and stuff, like we wouldn't we wouldn't get off the bus. So we would just like go outside and stretch. And there was a couple, a young couple on there and it was um there was like we was one stop we got off the bus and they was like they came and gave us twenty dollars and we was like we was like thanks they were like yeah you know we notice every time we make stops y'all never get off the bus and get nothing to eat you know what i'm saying so we just wanted to give y'all that just in case y'all don't have any money we was like man thank you we was like man that's god looking out for us like like crazy you know what i'm saying so we finally made it home we finally made it home. We we we, we got a chance to uh, we we go to the show. We opened up the show for E, and then um after Easy went on stage, we um after Easy went on stage, we 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 had to find a way to talk to him. But he had his entourage with him, so we we just blended when they walked off stage. We just walked off stage with them and blended like we was part of their entourage. You know, we just we just walked in and we got backstage. But then when they went into the dressing room. They closed the dressing room door. So we stood outside the dressing room door just like we was all scared to knock on the door. We was like, man, 
pulling out. It was like, not me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so fortunately, fortunately, the other boy came out. He he walked out in the hallway. He stuck his head out in the hallway, and we was like, hey, we was like, yo, can, can we rap for you? He was like, sure, go ahead. So we get to rapping the same thing. I, I, I rapped one on the phone, and then Easy came and stuck his head out. He was like, wait a minute. Is y'all the dudes I talked to on the phone a couple of weeks ago? We was like, yeah. He was like, then he, then he walked outside and closed the door. He was like, so um, what y'all trying to do? What y'all telling? Y'all serious? We was like, man, we this is our life, man. We don't. This is our life. We're serious. He was like, okay, so when y'all trying to leave? We was like, we, we was like, man, we'll leave right now. We ain't got no luggage. We ain't got let go. Let's go. And he was like, he um, he gave he gave us his um. His, his pager number, his cell phone number, and the office number. So he was like, "Y'all, y'all call me in the morning, and uh, we'll we'll make arrangements for y'all to get back." He was like, "How y'all want to get back?" We, he was like, "Y'all want to fly or take the bus?" He was like, "No, we take the bus because you know we weren't in the flying." We were like, "We'll take the bus." He was like, "Cool." So the next morning, the next morning we woke up, we paged him, we hit him up, and he hit he hit us back and was like, "Okay, I got y'all five uh, I got y'all five Greyhound tickets." Going back to California with two hundred dollars in uh, Western Union for y'all, and um, and uh, he was like, "I got a couple more shows, but I'll meet y'all back in California when I get there." Man, I'm talking about man, we lost it that night. We lost like like we lost. We we were telling our families, man, they did not believe us. They was like, "Y'all are lying. Y'all did not be no Easy E. Y'all is not about to get signed to Easy E." Man, we was like so happy. We left. We left and we told everybody. We was like, "When we come back, we coming back with Easy E." And a video proof to shoot a video right here. Oh wow! And man, I be there, and man, we 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 went back out there, man, and and I be there. The next time we came to Cleveland, we came back with Easy E and a video crew to shoot Thuggers Ruggers Ball, and that was how it all went down. My gosh, Great. that that's an unbelievable story, crazy, and I think it again shows that you got to go after your dreams, and you did. You met the right people. People were, you know, slamming the door in your face, but you kept going. You met the right person, and bam, you're, you, for stardom. And I definitely, we're going to have to come back next month. I want to really promote to what today is, but I, we definitely have to have a part two. We got to go into after that point and move on through that story because that story is so tremendous. But now you have a new album, yeah. and let's let's talk a little bit about the new album, Chasing the Devil. And, uh, yeah. and so, tell us a little about that. Well, man, this 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 album, you know, it's it's gonna be like, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, working on this album for like a while, like since like 2008. You know, the reason I had to like release it because I wouldn't I wouldn't partner with the right people. I want to make sure, you know, that this album gets the attention that it needs to get. You know, and the album basically is the reason I call it Chasing the Devil is because you know I've, I've been in the game for 20 years and I've seen a lot, and I um you know I, I've I've seen a lot and it's like um. You know, like some some things that we pursue is like that. I I realize some things that we pursue, like like the material things that we pursue, are often put in place to keep us distracted, to keep us, yes. you know, like to keep us distracted from the real life. You know, and uh, you know, like chasing these. I understand like people have three, you know, but like some people will 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 sacrifice in a bad way. To get to, to to get what they want, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I mean, you you you're gonna have to sacrifice some things, but it's when you go go to that other level, you know that that's not good, you know, like you know, just like when you're willing to do any and everything, you know what I'm saying? Like I I can see people willing to do anything to make it, but like when it's when you put the everything after the anything, you know, then that's that's when anything goes, and people like people like lose integrity and. You know, they 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 forget about their morals and they just go after this stuff blindly. And some people don't even know that they're chasing these. That 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 this is what they chase it. But like it's like the devil is sitting sitting with all these things dangling from a string, and every time you get closer, he pulls it up to see how just just how further you're gonna go to chase it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, so so it's like that's basically what the concept of this album is. It's a it's, it's actually a triple CD. It's a trilogy album. I'm going to release um, the three CDs at different times. The first one's going to be released July 22nd, you know, and they're all different titles. The first one is Chasing the Devil, Temptation. The second release is Chasing the Devil, Salvation. And the third one is Chasing the Devil, Revelation. 
So it's like it's gonna be like three three different levels of it. And you know, um it's gonna be a real, real um informative and educational album, you know what I'm saying? Not just like not just all what, what people used to hear, you know, Bone talk about. It has a dark feel to it definitely, you know, but 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 on um one of the CDs, I brighten it up a little bit, you know what I'm saying, like to take the darkness off of it, but it kind of goes back and forth, you know? Right. And what, what's interesting is you have uh, evolved in your 20-year career to now, hey, this is where I'm yeah. going, this is where I'm going now. I see the, I see my story and what I've gone through in my life, and now I'm taking it and, and really speaking to other artists that are looking to try to be who you were and say, hey, you got to have integrity, you got to go the right thing, and if you do the wrong thing, it's going to come back and bite you at one point in time. And uh, and you yeah. and your story is plain and simple. Told me that. I mean, from the days in Cleveland, where you guys you took it in a different level. You took it as, hey, I'm willing to do anything to get there, but not everything. You didn't sell out your yeah. integrity to make it. You did what everyone needs to do is, which is say, hey, I know I have the talent. I'm going to go after it. You didn't go hang out with the wrong people or sign the wrong deal with some some contract with some agent who is doesn't have the integrity and soldier. You went after it firsthand, and that showed your integrity, and now you're trying to tell others, because I'm sure, the, especially in this business now, it's completely different than 20 years ago. You know, people get discovered in the craziest ways, and they buy by themselves, stardom in certain aspects. You're trying to say, you got to have, you, you can't always constantly, when you're chasing after the devil, do the wrong thing, because it's going to come back and bite you. Am I correct? Man, that, that's exactly right. And just like you said, it, it, it's, it's a totally different game to when, like, we got into the game. It, it, it's, 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 it's way, way more people trying because these days everybody wants, you know, everybody wants the fast money. Everybody wants yes. it right now. Nobody wants to struggle for it. Nobody wants to pay dues. And that's the good, and that's, that's the thing. I'm for, I'm for, um, uh, you know the uh, the social media and the and, and the tech, technology that has helped artists you know establish themselves. But there is a uh, there is a, a good and bad thing to it because the bad thing to me is that artists they they don't have that respect of the art because they don't have to struggle for it like like we used to. Everything for us was blood, sweat, and tears. We gotta we gotta we ain't got money to catch the bus to this talent show, so we gotta walk. Yes. You know, we we, 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 we gotta walk miles to the studio. We gotta go do this and you know, it ain't it ain't it, it ain't like just posting a video on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Somebody calling you the next day like, Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I like your music. So these artists get in, you know, like 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 for example, I, I have nothing against against Justin Bieber, but you can tell that he really doesn't respect what he has because it came so easy for yes. him. He was discovered on YouTube. Most definitely, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So, 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 so he, he 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 treats it like it's never going to go away. And see, he he's going to be one of those artists. I hope it doesn't happen. That if it does, if and when it goes away, he's not going to he's not going to know how to handle it. And that's when the drugs and the you know the spinning out of control begins. You, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like see, we 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 had to struggle for everything, so we know. You know, like this is this is this is hard on like like this brand. We we went from being a group to being a brand to now being a culture, and we understand that that took 20 years of hard work. You know what I'm saying? And we are not trying to do anything to blemish that or mess it up or diminish it. Like so we understand what we have. Yeah. Now these artists don't don't they don't understand that. Exactly, crazy. So where can we find information on you uh, and learn about where we can go and purchase the album once it, it once it uh, once it comes out and follow you? Where, where where's the best place? Man, well you know I'm on Twitter. I am Crazy Bone. I'm on uh, Facebook uh, as the group Bone Doesn't Harm Me. Um, I'm on um, that's my solo page. I'm on I'm on Facebook Crazy Jackie Balls. I'm on Instagram um, Crazy underscore bone uh and uh man i'm i'm, I'm just um the album is going to be released on the indie label rbc i've been doing like i've been working with them for 10 years now i, I, I love doing business with them they understand the bone past the history and um man, yes, man the album will be out you know what i'm saying like uh july 22nd man and um i want everybody to get it because you know to me this is just one of my best work yet because this is the 
This album, I actually had nobody in my ear, no record companies in my ear saying, make this, you need to hurry up, do this, do this. This is all me. So if it sucks, I'll take the full blame. But if it succeeds, I'm the one who did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, exactly. So Fantastic. Well, part two next month, man. We'll reach out the end of the month of June to promote July, and we'll get into part two because there's a lot more that I know our listeners want to know. Where did you guys go from oh, there? Because yeah. there's a lot of a story. So good talking to you, Crazy, and best of luck. All right, bro. Thank you. All right, take care. You're listening to Total Celebrity right. Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Celebrity Slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. We're back to the Total Celebrity Show on the Total Radio Network. Again, TotalTutor.net for more information. Twitter, Total Tutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, Total Tutor, and Pinterest, Neil Haley. And I'm so honored to have on the program today Grammy Award winning winner, also author, multi-platinum selling artist, New York Times bestselling author, actor, celebrity, hip-hop legend, Coolio. Coolio, thanks for calling. How are you? All right, man. How you doing? What's going on this morning? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. We're getting close to the weekend for sure, and uh, you definitely uh, have accomplished a lot in your career for sure. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, mean, I work pretty hard. I'm yeah. slave to the rhythm. Yeah, I I hear you, and most most definitely, and. Uh, and that's something that you did. Always did you want to be a recording artist, rapper? Was that something you always wanted to do? Uh, I, you know, I started rapping just because I, I enjoyed it. You know, other, you know I, watched, I watched people around me for a couple of years start, you know, start to get record deals and everything. I want to be cool, so I mean, it, was just, it just happened. Right, exactly. Uh, just happened in so many ways. Uh, tell me uh, specifically, what? When was your big break? When was that break that made you that that made you a household name? Tell us how it happened. The story. Um, well, I started off, uh, you know, kind of kind of regional. Um, I put out my first single that was called County Line, and then uh, I had, you know I got the song from a a producer friend of mine, and I didn't really like the song, you know. I'm really feeling this, man. I mean, you know, I don't know. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I didn't like it. And so um, he asked me, well, you know what, man? You might not like it, man, but just just do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Just do this one for me. Right, right. Okay, so the original lyrics... um, Remember the song uh, "Rolling with My Homies" in the Cougar soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, those those lyrics were original originally the lyrics for another song, mm-hmm. and that song is uh, "Fantastic Words." Yeah. So I wrote uh, I wrote "Fantastic Words," and I what I did was. Uh, it was the lyrics from uh, from uh, Clueless, were the original lyrics, and so when I turned the song into my uh, to my record company, one of the A and R's over there, his name was Ian. Um, he he said, you know what? If you if you change the lyrics to this song and make a more universal song, you know, more you know everybody can relate to it. Right. He said, I think I think this could be a, this could be a hit, and I was like. You know, I gave him that look like, you know, let me do the rapping, you do you do the A and R. But uh what he said what he said stuck on my mind and when I got home I I rewrote it and to the uh, fantastic ways that you that you know of today. So it instantly um it instantly went went just went uh, well, wasn't no viral back then but I guess you could say it instantly went viral. 
and everybody wanted to hear it. Everybody wanted to be a part of it, and you know, we had an amazing video, and I think that was that was, um, that was the defining moment that let me know that I actually did know what I was doing. So, how did that change your life once that happened? Once you uh, became big and people knew who you were, tell me how it changed. I mean, everything changed. I mean, the way I, the way I perceived things, the way, you know, the way I dressed, the way the car drove, you know, the house I lived in, and everything. And then once you uh, received your uh, first Grammy and different things like that, that felt great, didn't it? It really uh, kind of. Well, the, the Grammy, the Grammy came on the second album, and um, you know, Gates of Paradise is. Uh, I think Gangsta Paradise is, is is its own entity. Yes. I mean, it's 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 out it's a part of me, but also it's it's, it's by itself. It's alone. And you know, I often say, uh, you know, people people ask me who wrote Gangsta Paradise, and I say I used to say me. Right. Now I say I. Now I say I didn't write Gangsta. I didn't write Gangsta Paradise. Gangsta Paradise wrote me. I was, I was, it was, X Paradise was going, was going to be on this planet one way or another, whether I wrote it or somebody else wrote it, it you know, it, 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 it I'm a, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a vessel through which it came. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And it, it's something when you, it just came to you and it was something, and did you know once you wrote, when you wrote this, you said, this is going to be huge? Did you just have that feeling? Um, I, you know what? I, I thought I had a chance. And I said, you know, this could be a good, a good song right here. Um, I let my record company in, Tommy Boy, and they didn't think so. Really? So, you know, they, yeah, they, they, you know, as a matter of fact, I asked, uh, I asked this guy, Ian, I said, so, what are you thinking of the song now? How do you feel about it now? He said, uh, well, you know, I played it. I played. I played it at one of the meetings, and you know, most people thought it was just, um, you know, album album fodder. You know, just a song for the album. It'll be a good album song. So when he told me that, I said, "Really?" I said, "Okay." So I guess you guys don't mind if I use it, use it on the soundtrack. <laughs> and he said, "Sure, go ahead, do whatever you want." And that was it. And then once it started playing, and especially uh, just it just went crazy in, in, in that time for sure. And it's something, a hit that we hear all the time still, used in so many ways, isn't it, Coolio? Yeah? In certain aspects. All right. And, 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 and some things happen, some things don't. I mean, you just got to be in the right place with the right time, with the right mind. Exactly. And would you say you've kind of reinvented your brand a few times in your career, especially after Gangster Paradise and kind of getting out into the more mainstream in so many ways? Yeah, I've had, I've, I've had to, you know, add some things and omit some things in my life in order to remain, you know? Exactly. Uh, Definitely. You know, I never won a GQ Man of the Year award, though. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of other things now did you ever think you'd be an author did you ever think that you'd act did you ever think that you'd do some of these other things cook you know um, all that? I was never I was never uh, afraid and you know I've, I've always done little characters and mostly funny stuff you know and to entertain my friends so um, you know once once I got the call to, to do but, you know, my first thing on television, I mean, I was totally prepared. And it came just as natural as, as, as rapid. Exactly. Because you know, acting, singing, telling jokes, no matter what it is, it's all, it all has a certain rhythm. It definitely does, as we're talking to hip-hop legend Coolio on the Total Celebrity Show. Absolute honor to have you on for sure and talk to you. Uh, now, Coolio, uh, would you, what are your latest projects that are going on right now? What are you promoting right now? Um, well, I got a cookbook out. It's called Cooking with Coolio. And we're working on the second one. Um, uh, you can check out some new music if you just go on YouTube. And, and type in my name, and all kind of stuff will pop up. Uh, we're working on a new album right now, which is sort of be socio-political. 
I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be some couple of fun things on there, but mostly it's gonna be real. And uh, let's see, we got we got Jerez, Jarrell Posey, who's about to uh, rap, actually wrap up his his third album. You know, we uh, promoted the hell out of that, and it, it did really well. He's been on the, he's been in the top ten for the last year in the smooth jazz charts. Um, let's see. We're getting ready, we're getting ready to shoot the cooking show again and, and put that out. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do two versions of that. We're gonna do the, the webisodes and we will be doing a you know, a half hour or hour show for just you know that we're gonna tailor just for television. Interesting. Now Coolio, now let's talk about cooking. How did that come up? How did that come up? Have you always liked cooking, or did just something? Tell us a story well, about I, that. Yeah, I, I, I try to be. I, I, you know, like to get in there and get my hands and feet dirty sometimes. Uh, I used to. I, you know, that's how I used to feel about it. But um, when my mother passed away, I, I, I didn't like food anymore and enjoyed the time. So, um, by being pointed out. By being called out by my daughter, my daughter, because she, you know, said that I used to eat too fast. Right. So she called me out. She called me on it one day, and we spoke about it, and she uh, told me that I needed therapy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't go to therapy. I gave, a, I gave myself therapy, and I figured out that I didn't enjoy meal times because I wanted everything to taste like my mother's food. Oh, wow. So um, I went on a mission to learn how to make my mother's dishes and we create basically uh, we create the, the, the flavor of things that I grew up with. So just you know, over a period of years, um, I'm trying to figure out you know how my mother cooked. I figured out that I had a refined palate, and the rest is history. The rest is definitely history, and uh, and from the cookbook and the different things, what would you say is the from writing your first cookbook that your favorite dish? What would be your favorite dish? Um, it's it's a toss up between fork steak and finger licking rib stick and fall off the bone with your mouth chicken. Mm hmm. Oh, I'd like to have to let those two battle it out, and then maybe I'll be able to tell you. Absolutely. Definitely. And any, any acting? Are you doing any acting still, Coolio? Anything going on uh, acting-wise? Um, no, nah, I, I haven't done any films uh, uh, this year to date. I'll, I'll probably do something later on in the year. Well, actually, it is later on in the year. Maybe I'll do something before the year. I don't know. You just never know if someone calls you, right? <laughs> yeah, make sure you guys check out It May Starts Up uh, online called Coolio's Comedy Cafe. We'll be doing little skits and, you know, little, little vibe skits and and uh, Instagram, Instagram skits and just all kind of stuff. What do you think of this change? The change that we're seeing now, uh, of you know, YouTube and music and, and and doing television programming and stuff, and how it just can go viral that way now, and you can kind of do your own thing. What do you think of that? The the changes and how things are. Well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's 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 a good thing sometimes, but it's a bad thing sometimes. So you gotta take the bad with the good. I mean, the good thing is. If you know if you have a problem, you can you can look it up on the internet. Or if you need to know something, you just look it up on the internet. If you you know want to put your music out, and you know you go to a record company and they tell you that you're if they don't want you because you're not really that good, well, you can still put your own music out. You know, I mean, the possibilities are, are limitless and endless, and I. I mean, I don't know. Because I, I, I have a problem with certain things, and certain things are cool. 
Right, exactly. It's like, you know, especially with how the music business has changed and and with, with from the days of, you know, albums and CDs to now where, you know, you're, you just get it on iTunes and the pirating that's going on and the different things and how artists aren't protected like they were at one point in time. I'm sure that's frustrating for you is for sure to see that 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 game for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I just it used to bother me a lot, and I, I just I haven't let it go. It was exactly okay. We're again talking to Coolio, and so Coolio, uh, where's the best place we can find you so people can purchase your book, learn about the newest projects going on, uh, listen to music? Uh, CoolioWorld dot com, also JerezMusic dot com. Um, you can check check out my Facebook, Julio uh, Backslides Facebook. Um, check me on that Instagram at Julio, you know, at Julio, and my Twitter at Julio. Check us over, man. <laughs> well, thanks. Also, my vibe, my, I guess my vibe is at Julio too. And what do you think of Vine? That's pretty cool. How quickly you can do those quick little videos. Yeah, it's just funny. It is. You always figure out something that can really entertain the audience. So, well, thanks for coming on the program, Coolio. Definitely want to have you back when you have a big announcement about an, another album or another opportunity. You're welcome to come on anytime. So, thanks again for calling. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Because, you know, like, like I always tell them, man, that's no bullhead. <laughs> gotcha, man. Take care. I don't remember, man. All right, see you. All right, bye bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Please listen to the Forletta podcast. Larry Forletta, a retired DEA agent turned private investigator, will bring you true life stories on the war on drugs with some of the most infamous international drug traffickers of all time, to name a few. Pablo Escobar, Manuel Noriega, Joaquin Guzman, a.k.a. El Chapo, and other related real-life crime stories such as Waco. For information, please visit his website at www.fcisllc.com.